Good morning. My name is Tomáš, this is my wife Jovana. We have been uh, on staff with a crew here in Prague. And we have been one of the missionaries that uh, this church has been supporting for many years, which we are very grateful for. And uh, we uh, see it as a privilege to be uh, among you, with you this morning. We will talk about uh, listening to the Lord, but we will start, uh, uh, we will share about our ministry first, and we will start with the best. So my wife will talk about uh, the student ministry in Prague, which uh, she is involved in. Good morning. Um, uh, as you know, the COVID restriction here in Prague uh, uh, weren't so good for ministry uh, in the schools. So my work is uh, being uh, among university students. My other colleague works with high school students. We are only two. We were only two this uh, this year. And uh, I went uh, alone to to the campuses. Uh, you can see on the pictures uh, University of Economics uh, uh, on the left for you. And uh, on the right, there is a technical university I prefer uh, because there are more students outside. I, and I couldn't enter to the school or to the library there to speak with students, so I stayed uh, outside uh, until uh, the end of uh, November because then there were cold uh, during the winter and again in, in the spring. And it was really a uh, great, great time where we uh, singing about God is faithful, he was faithful, and he brought to me many open students, for open for spiritual things. Uh, what uh, I do there is uh, uh, asking students uh, some spiritual survey, and uh, I use uh, direct, uh, direct questions to them, uh, really fast. I ask for a survey about life and faith, and I ask about Jesus, Bible, uh, what's the main idea of Christianity, and I especially love a uh, new question, if God exists, because Czech sometimes doesn't believe that God exists. If God exists, uh, how can be, he can be, uh, in your opinion? And it's really interesting what uh, students answer. Usually say, first, God must be righteous, and then God must receive me and be merciful. And during this conversation, later, I, I had many opportunities to share the gospel or share my testimony. And um, um, yeah, it's really uh, fun to be with students and help them to to move one more steps to, to the God. Um, uh, coming back to this uh, picture, can I ask you? Uh, I was uh, outside alone, but I uh, was really uh, encouraged by coming, you can see, um, 26 American students with their leaders for five, day, for five weeks. Uh, next week is the last one, and uh, <clears throat> they came to help us with uh, with doing evangelism. So half of them are into 
high schools in the center of Prague and half of them we met uh, students in three campuses. Uh, uh, next slide is uh, about the first uh, meeting with them to, to help them understand spiritual background of Czech people here and we um, learn how to uh, approach students. Uh, and then we we went to agricultural university uh, and speak with students. And the same, they they uh, had and have many good spiritual conversation and they say the same what I say, students are open more than five years ago. Um, it's really joy and uh, we tried to do alpha course because uh, in our church, uh, I organize alpha course for people there, so we try to use it as a tool for students. Um, and one guy came, only one, but I think it uh, it was uh, good for him uh, because um, it's. I think he is on the next slide. Yes, on, on the uh, blue T-shirt, and he came, and uh, the first lection or. Yeah, video of Alpha Course is about life and where we can find uh, answers when we are in chaos. And he said, oh, I found some way, and some, some guy from US, you say, he's, he asked, so where, can you share? And the uh, Czech guy said, oh, through the dream. So again, it was interesting. He asked, which dream can you say? say? And he said, Yes, uh, I I had one day. It was heavy day for me, and then I I had a dream, and in that dream there was some battle, some war, but uh, suddenly somebody appeared there. It was bigger than anything else, and I felt that it will be happening. It will. I I don't have to fear. He is bigger. Uh, and so we talk about can be God calling or answering because uh, that dream brought a peace to to this guy's uh, life. And uh, we ask uh, one one question uh, where it happened, and he said three di three days ago. And this uh, team pray regularly and faithfully for students and. We met the students first first day of their um, coming to, to Prague. So hopefully uh, that guy can move uh, slowly to God and uh, use uh, God can use also dream. And this is final uh, picture of this of this uh, team. I'm really grateful how how they are deal with. Um, not easy Czech culture and openness, but uh, they are really faithful. And uh, uh, all, all students, uh, they found and they became their friends. Uh, hopefully other team coming on September um, can, uh, can uh, follow. Uh, with them, and uh, this is our hope that it's not ending with <laughs> with this team, but uh, we are looking for five new Americans coming in September.
My ministry uh, with crew is different. Uh, I am not with students anymore. I'm part of the global finance department. We have um, crew has a ministry in 190 countries, and uh, we want we are making sure that we have right amount of money at the right time at the right place. Obviously, the ministry is not about money, about finances, but uh, you usually cannot have much ministry without without finances, and. Um, it's like uh, when you are traveling on the train, you don't pay much attention that uh, somebody laid down the tracks which the train is running on, but they are necessary. The train without tracks uh, is useless. And so that's, uh, that's what I have been part of for the last uh, year or, or two. Uh, there are many uh, challenging situation, including the war in Ukraine. We have 140 national staff in Ukraine. We have 60 national staff in, in Russia. Actually, during last few months, we, uh, we have some new staff in, in Russia, which is kind of the last thing I would expect during this situation that would happen, that uh, some uh, students who graduated, that they would uh, be called joining staff and serving uh, serving people in uh, in this country so there are many many challenges there is a lot of work around this uh, including the complexity of uh, the various countries and uh, security issues and and so on um, one part of my job is uh, financial training for uh, these people uh, around the world for uh, that support the national ministries uh, to make sure that their finances are in line with uh, what are the local requirements and, and so on. So it's, uh, it's fun, uh, it's challenging at the same time. On the next slide there is a picture of uh, one of the teams I'm part of and we are uh, multi uh, or we are international almost as, uh, as your church. So we have a, on this team girl from uh, the Philippines, uh, Costa Rica, Egypt, uh, the next one is from Estonia, myself from Czech, a uh, uh, guy from the US, and on the screen those were not able to be with us, uh, a friend from uh, Ivory Coast and from uh, Singapore. So uh, it's, uh, it's fun to be part of uh, uh, this international group, something that you, you are enjoying every, uh, every week or uh, all the time. Uh, on the next slide, just uh, just a picture of our uh, family, a recent one. So uh, we have two university students. Those are the two on the left and two uh, high school students and teenagers uh, with us. Uh, all of them, except our older daughter, are still living with us. Uh, so we are enjoying that and um, sometimes fighting for space as, uh, as well. Uh, the uh, older son on the on the left, um, he is leaving for Uganda on Tuesday for two months. Uh, he's a medical student and he will work in a hospital for for one month in Uganda and then will stay another month to do some missionary work. We are proud of him because uh, it's not like he, that he would be joining some some project. He is his project. I mean he. 
he's uh, he's going alone and organized everything on his own. So we are proud and nervous as uh, as well. Uh, you can uh, pray for Yonash. And that actually it's a it's a good bridge to what I would like to share with you today. Couple months ago, actually, uh, we uh, had a biblical program at our home, and um, with with our kids, and we discussed the idea that um, we were becoming what um, what we fill our minds with, and what we spend most of our time uh, in, and uh, we loved. We laughed that uh, one of my daughters, that she would become a character from the fantasy book that she was reading all the time at that, uh, at that point. That um, our younger son, that he would become a Bitcoin because that's what he was following day and night uh, those, those days. Uh, then someone said that my wife would become a text message because uh, she was very busy that week communicating with uh, her friends, uh, mostly through text messages. And then someone said, Dad, you will become a spreadsheet. <laughs> and uh, it was a joke. Uh, I do like spreadsheets. I, I think they are, they are great for organizing things. Uh, in lines and, and columns, and I do have spreadsheet for nearly everything. But I don't, I don't really want to become a spreadsheet. And so that um, that prompted me to think about what what I fill my mind with and what I would like to become. And when it comes to that, uh, I would like to become a person who listens to God's voice and um, can hear from him and can act accordingly. And that's what I would like to um, share with you this morning. We will start with looking at the story, very familiar story of, of Moses and the burning bush. And I will, I will read from there. It's uh, Exodus 3. Uh, you can read it also on the, on the screen. Now Moses was standing his fl tending the flock of Chetro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of the fire from within a bush. Moses saw that through the bush, though the bush was on the fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush. Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am. Lord, please um, open our minds and um, hearts for your word and uh, speak to us this morning. Amen. The burning bush story is uh, notoriously known, and we know how it went, that uh, there was a holy ground, 
So Moses had to take off his sandals, and we know that God called Moses to lead Israel out of Egypt. Moses was hesitant at first. Um, God revealed his name to Moses. But there is a little, one little detail that caught my attention when I read it recently. Moses was leading his sheep from somewhere to somewhere, I mean from one somewhere to a different somewhere, somewhere else. And uh, he was uh, kind of in his work, though we would not say he was exactly busy. And so he was on his way with uh, some goal with, uh, before him. And now he sees something extraordinary, this uh, burning bush. And he thought, hmm, interesting. What is that? Sheep, stop here, wait for me here, and I will, uh, I'm going to explore what's going on over there. And he literally stopped and on the road, and he crossed the foss and uh, checked it out. He took a break from his work, if you, uh, if you wish. What is more interesting is um, the part of the text on the next slide. When the Lord saw, he had gone over. I, I almost picture God hiding behind some, some stone or somewhere there and watching what would Moses do. Is he going to, to stop? If Moses passed by thinking, hmm, interesting, but uh, I need to go, I need to continue with my sheep, I'm going somewhere. Uh, I'm not sure God would speak to him. Maybe he would. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. God did not speak to him at first. He said, sent, the story does not start with Moses, Moses. God is speaking. God first sent an angel to make the fire in the bush, to catch Moses' attention. The bush and the fire was not, not the point, were not the point at all. It was just supposed to catch Moses' attention. And it worked. Moses stopped, and the Lord has his full attention. I have another story uh, from First Samuel uh, 3. Again, story from the Sunday school class. God calls Samuel uh, three times. And I'm not, we are not going to read the whole story. Uh, but for the context, Samuel is a young boy living in uh, the house of Eli. I don't know how you pronounce it in English. Eli, uh, a priest. And one night God called Samuel. But he did not know what's going on. He thought it was uh, Eli. And so he went to Eli and uh, Eli sent him back to bed. This repeats twice. And then, a third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told him, Samuel, Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, 
for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. So finally, uh, you can switch to the next slide. Finally, Samuel learned the trick from Eli that he needed to respond to God. Isn't that interesting? Uh, it would be so natural and so easier if it started with uh, Samuel, Samuel, this is Lord speaking. This is what I want to tell you. No, he's waiting for a small boy, Samuel, saying, speak O Lord, your servant is listening. There are two characteristics of God, uh, as I understand it from the scripture and from my experience, that uh, you don't usually find in theology books. He's quiet and he seems to be slow. Quiet. God is gentle. This is well described in his encounter with, um, with uh, Elijah. There was an earthquake and God was not in it. There was a fire. God was not in the fire. God was in a gentle whisper. He does not push. He does not shout. He does not stop us. He's waiting on us to pay attention to him. But can we hear this God's gentle whisper? How can we hear it? What do we need to do to be able to hear it? Yes, God speaks to us through various means, through the scriptures, through a good sermon, not necessarily this one, through other people, but do we give him even chances to, to speak to us? Are we quiet enough to, to hear him? to hear his gentle whisper. A friend from my church um, spent a few days in a monastery, and I'm not um, recruiting him uh, here uh, for anyone to become a monk. Uh, he spent a few days there in a completely dark and completely quiet uh, room. It was not a prison, it was uh, like comfortable, warm, and, and so on, but it was dark and quiet. And he said it was interesting how much time it took before the noise stopped. Not a noise from outside, but the noise from inside, the internal rumor uh, that was on his mind. Solitude. We are alone with God and we are not in a hurry. Our mind is not full of to-do lists. The second thing I mentioned, uh, God's characteristic, uh, slow. It does not seem appropriate to, to say God is slow, and it is not appropriate. But God does not seem to be rushing to do something. We are, we are often very busy doing this and that and trying to accomplish everything. God has his own time. He's never late, but he's never early either. I read an interesting statement about Israelites in the desert. 
God was not in a particular hurry to bring his people to the promised land. It was not that far to go 42 years. I, I know there, there were some, some reasons for, for that, but still, he was not in a hurry to bring his people to the land that he promised to them. Or think about Jesus uh, and during his earthly ministry. Two of his greatest miracles uh, took place because he was late. The resurrection of Lazarus and uh, of Jairus, Jairus' daughter. On Wednesday, um, last Wednesday, I sent a WhatsApp message to my kids. We have a WhatsApp group. And um, I asked them something. Till today... We have four kids, you saw on the picture. Till today, I got one response to that question. And it was not about like who is going to empty the dishwasher or vacuum clean something. It was kind of an invitation to a party. Who will, who will go? So it was something nice. I don't like this. When I, when I ask, when I send a message or something, I would like to get a prompt response to my message, to my email, my request. God also does not give instant answers. As, my, as one of my friends put it, he's be behind the curve. You cannot see him directly, necessarily. And you need to go behind the curve to, to meet him, which takes time, time and effort. He seems to be slow and we don't have time for waiting. Maybe you can say that my kids not answering my message, they were actually following uh, the Lord, uh, being kind of slow and uh, teaching me patience. Well, I can think about that. We declare that we want to follow the Lord and we ask for wisdom. And we are honest about, about it. But too often, at least for myself, I don't respect the fact that hearing from God requires time and effort. If I don't hear anything within the next few seconds, I simply assume God gave me wisdom and I will do good plans. But did I give him enough space to really lead me? Would I really stop to listen like Moses? If there was a burning bush in my life, in my ministry, in my, in my family, would I even see it? Would I even notice it? Or am I so uh, focused? Am I so determined to reach my goals uh, or so busy that I would not even see it? And if I see it, would I take time to, to stop, leave my sheep and go to explore it? Notice that the burning bush was not something that Moses was, uh, was looking for. And it was not uh, helpful uh, for his sheep either. It was, uh, in a sense, it was a distraction from his normal, normal job. Yet he went to explore it. He took the time. Am I creating space like this in my life and my ministry to notice burning bushes and explore them? So how can we do this? How can we create this, uh, this space? 
we all are in different stages of life and um, and circumstances, and each of us is different. So the the answer to this question is different for each of us. When you have small kids, uh, creating space is almost an an oxymoron. Uh, but do not give up. For me personally, the best practice I uh, st the best practice ever I started about five years ago was a personal uh, retreat. I went outside of Prague for one night and I walked in the woods and I prayed. I read the Bible. I uh, did some planning, and God used this time uh, tremendously. And since then, I almost became addicted. I went for two nights the next year, and uh, I can definitely use more than that. Can you do something like a day with the Lord, or, or a half day, a couple of hours with the Lord? No emails, no phone calls, no checklists, reading the Bible, praying, and just, just being with the Lord and uh, letting Him to, uh, to speak to you. I personally like um, doing this in the context of, of walking, and I believe it's not an accident that the Bible is talking, using the phrase walking in the spirit, not running, not uh, swimming, biking, not sitting in the spirit, uh, but maybe it's also just my personal preference uh, and something else might work for you. I see these things connected to creativity uh, we all are creative beings, and I'm not talking about um, necessarily artistic creativity. I would not be in that group. Um, and actually, God is the ultimate source of this creativity. When I allow myself to have enough space in my life, I realize that completely new thoughts uh, fresh ideas and perspectives come to my mind, and I believe many are from the Lord. And they can relate to my family, to my schedule, to my ministry, anything. Often related to things I'm thinking about, but sometimes even unrelated, like out of the blue. Moses was not uh, on a search for God's will, or how to lead Israel out of Egypt. He was 80, and maybe he was um, thinking his life was, life was kind of over. He, did not, um, he was not on a search for, for this. But he made space for God. And God spoke to him and called him, and uh, he had another 40-something years uh, of very important call by God. Sometimes when I go uh, to, to the office, um, I don't take the shortest way. Um, I take a walk to the next metro stop. Uh, it's not as romantic as you saw in that picture with, with Moses. So I don't have the sheep with me and usually there are no burning bushes. Um, but this is really not like me a couple of years ago when I was trying to use my time very, very effectively, efficiently. By doing this, I lose about 15 minutes of my time and sometimes nothing happens. Sometimes I'm simply refreshed by a morning walk. 
but sometimes I get a thought, an idea to explore or think more about. And to my surprise, and not rarely, do I get a completely fresh idea outside the box, looking at something from an angle that um, I didn't know existed. But most importantly, uh, I create this space and invite God, I invite God, speak Lord, your servant is listening. I really need to create this space to be able to recognize God's gentle whisper. I have two questions on, on the last slide for, for you and you can think about that as we will uh, sing the next song. How do you hear God speaking to you? And what would help you to create space for, uh, create space to hear God's gentle whisper? Thank you. <laughs>